You're listening to the audio podcast of the weekly message preached at Central United Methodist Church in the Ballston neighborhood of Arlington, Virginia. You're invited to join us for worship on Sundays at 10.30 a.m. Visit us on the web at cumcballston.org to learn more about our congregation, where we worship God, serve others, and embrace all. Good morning. Good morning. I'm going to be reading Matthew 14, 13 through 21. When Jesus heard what had happened, he withdrew by boat privately to a solitary place. Hearing of this, the crowds followed him on foot from the towns. When Jesus landed and saw a large crowd, he had compassion on them and healed their sick. As evening approached, the disciples came to him and said, This is a remote place, and it's already getting late. Send the crowds away so they can go to the villages and buy themselves some food. Jesus replied, They do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. We have here only five loaves of bread and two fish, they answered. Bring them here to me, he said. And he directed the people to sit down on the grass, and taking the five loaves and the two fish, and looking up to heaven, he gave thanks and broke the loaves. Then he gave them to the disciples, and the disciples gave them to the people. They all ate and were satisfied, and the disciples picked up twelve basketfuls of broken pieces that were left over. The number of those who ate was about five thousand men besides women and children. Thanks be to God. Amen. September 1989. After years of dreaming and saving money, a married couple finally was about to realize their dream, to open their own restaurant. It took a lot of effort to find the right location, set the menu, and get all the county permits. They had stocked the freezer. They had the shelves in the pantry bursting at the seams. All the right equipment was ready and they were finished with their renovations. They had invested their savings and sweat equity into this new venture. They waited the final step before they could open the doors. Approval from a local health inspector for their small town in North Carolina. Then Hurricane Hugo hit. The town they were in was 200 miles inland, but the storm was so powerful that it affected their town. Many buildings were destroyed, and most of the town was without power, except for their restaurant. Miraculously, the building was intact, and they still had power. The freezer was on, and the fridges were working. All around them, devastation abounded. Homes were without power, people trying to scrounge food and not open their freezers in order to try to save what frozen food they could. Grocery stores were without power, and they were not able to open their doors. First responders in town themselves were without power except for generators. So this couple faced a choice. Should they open up and serve what they had to the people? They couldn't charge for the food because they didn't have a license yet, and any service they'd provide would have to be free, draining the resources that they had put into the restaurant. People were hungry, but they faced the threat of financial ruin before they even opened their doors. 
What could they do? People were hungry. There was a need. Should they meet it? Could they meet it? That's the same question that faces Jesus and his disciples in the scripture lesson that Lynn just read for us. We heard this account according to Gospels Matthew, Matthew's gospel. A crowd is following Jesus around. They've come to a spot where they are hungry, tired, and ready to eat. All that appears available by the disciples count, five loaves of bread and two fish. The disciples are aware of how hungry and tired crowds can quickly turn against their leaders. So they were anxious to have the crowd disperse before something bad happened. They asked Jesus to send the crowd away so they could go and get something to eat. But Jesus responds with one of his most famous miracles. It's the only miracle that is recorded in all four of the Gospels. The feeding of thousands from just a few loaves of bread and a few fish. It's a powerful story. And Jesus is here to respond to the disciples And he says, you feed them. Jesus not only tells the disciples that he, he would feed them, but he says to the disciples, you feed them. And so together with Jesus' power, the disciples take what resources they have and they feed thousands of people. They counted 5,000 men, and in addition to that, there were women and children. At the end of the day, everyone had eaten all their, uh, all their fill, and there were 12 baskets of leftovers. It's an incredible sign that points to the power of Jesus. Jesus proves who he is through some of the miracles that he does. He's showing that he's more than just another teacher, more than just another prophet, more than just another rabbi. He is more than the people expected. He is God, and he is a God of abundance. But this is not just an ancient tale to show off God's power of what God did thousands of years ago. For that couple in North Carolina, in the midst of the ravages of Hurricane Hugo, this gospel message spoke to them. They were faced with a hungry crowd. They were faced with financial ruin if they gave away all they had. They might even face the ire of the health department by serving food without their license, even if they didn't charge for it. Common sense says they should have kept the doors closed and waited until they had their license to open. But common sense did not prevail. Instead, they heard the words of Jesus. You give them something to eat and they opened their doors. This gospel story from thousands of years ago was alive and well 30 years ago. Now, when Jesus was there with his disciples, we don't know exactly how this miracle worked. Some people will say that the breads just miraculously multiplied and they handed out thousands of loaves. Others would say that the breads just never ended. Like Olive Garden, thousands of years ago, just never ending. (laughs) But I think it doesn't matter if the bread was self-replicating or multiplying. I think what matters is that Jesus changed the hearts of the disciples. 
because they went to Jesus and asked to send the crowds away. They said, we have this group of people who are in need and we do not have the resources to deal with it, so make them go away. And instead, Jesus said, they do not need to go away. You give them something to eat. In that moment, Jesus opened up the kingdom of God to them. He helped those disciples see that they were responsible for feeding hungry people and that even if they couldn't see it, they had the capacity to do so. So what if when Jesus broke that bread and gave it to the disciples and the disciples went out and gave that bread to the people, what if the miracle was the change in the disciples' hearts And the disciples took that miracle with them, so that as they went from person to person in the crowd sharing bread, the community there recognized that they were responsible for one another. It might be possible that some who had more they needed put in food into the basket. Suddenly, instead of a mass of humanity, it was a community of brothers and sisters and siblings in Christ. People who noticed other hungry people, and instead of saying that Jesus should send them away, they recognized it was their responsibility to help feed them. I believe that getting more than 5,000 people to care for the needs of other people they don't know is as much a miracle as any kind of self-replicating bread might have been. Pope Francis said in 2013, this is the miracle. Rather than a multiplication, it is a sharing inspired by faith and prayer. Everyone eats and some is left over. It is the sign of Jesus, the bread of God for humanity. Everyone eats and some is left over. That was true 2,000 years ago, and it was true 30 years ago. That North Carolina couple looked at their restaurant and the hungry people around them, and they knew that Jesus was saying, you give them something to eat. They opened their restaurant and word spread around town that there was a place to get a hot meal. They cooked and cooked and cooked. They started to run out of food. Word got out again that they were running low on supplies. So all those people without power but who had good food in their freezers and fridge brought that food to the restaurant. They brought the food to share. Other people heard that the couple was spending their life savings to open this restaurant that may never open now. And so instead of paying for their food, people left cash donations as a gift of gratitude. This couple cooked and served until the power came back on for the rest of the town. They continued feeding first responders until there was no longer a need to do so. When all was said and done, with the food that people had brought, they discovered that they had more food in their pantry and freezer than they'd had before the storm. And because of the generous donations of people who were so grateful to have a hot meal, they had more money in the coffers than they'd had prior to Hurricane Hugo's arrival. 
quickly thereafter, they received their license from the health inspector, and they opened their restaurant in a better position than they had been in before the storm. They chose generosity and fed thousands that week. They ended up feeding multitudes because they heard Jesus say to them, you give them something to eat. And when it was all over, they had more left over than they had started with. Jesus said to the disciples by the shore, you give them something to eat. Jesus said to that couple in North Carolina, you give them something to eat. And Jesus says to us at Central United Methodist Church, you give them something to eat. We obey this command from Jesus when we gather downstairs on Thursdays to prepare food for our Friday breakfast. We obey this command from Jesus when we gather before the sun is in the sky to open the doors and turn on the ovens to feed our neighbors. We obey this command when we open our homes to guests from our church community to have dinner in our homes this month. We obey this command from Jesus when we notice the people around us who are hungry, some for food for the body and others who are hungry for community, for love, for friendship. And we offer them what Jesus first gave us, the bread of life. Sometimes this is physical bread to fill the stomach, and sometimes this is the bread of life, the love of Jesus, the community that says, I will notice the people around me who are hurting. And instead of pushing them away, I will help to feed them. I will show them the love of God that God has first given to me. In a few moments, we are going to gather around this table in our sanctuary. Now, I don't expect that at the end of communion, there'll be more bread on the altar than when we started. But I do expect a miracle. I expect that Jesus will be here with us because he promised that he would be whenever we break bread and share in the cup in his name. And I believe that as we share in this sacred meal, Jesus will remind us again that we are his disciples and we are to feed other people. To share with a hungry world both food for the body and the good news of Jesus Christ, food for the soul. We form a community here in this room and in this place where we notice that we are responsible for one another. When someone is hurting or someone is missing or when someone is new, we reach out in care and concern and we welcome our guests. And then when this community leaves outside the doors and goes into Arlington, we carry the love of God with us. We have feasted on the bread here knowing that we have more than enough bread to share with a hungry world. Throughout our week, we will encounter people who are starving. It may be a physical need, but more likely we will see the spiritual need of hungry, lonely people. People who are grieving, people who feel alone, people who need to know that they are loved. And instead of pushing them away, 
we will hear Jesus say again, you give them something to eat. And we will know that we can offer them the bread of life. We can be like one beggar pointing to another. We know where to find the food. It is in Jesus Christ. We can reach out in love and concern knowing that there will be more than enough to feed all the people and have some left over. Thanks be to God for this miracle. Amen.